Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. It's a Thursday. We're talking Bears with you Tuesdays and Thursdays. Week 10 in the NFL, Adam, as we look forward to a game on Sunday on the lakefront, Soldier Field. The Bears at 3-6. and six hosting the Detroit Lions at 2-6. and six. This is a game the Bears have to get. They have to win this game. Yeah, I'm not saying must win. I said must win a few a few weeks ago. for I don't remember what game it was, but I said must win. This is a must win game, right? This is a must win for, I think, for the franchise moving forward because I look at this offense now and what they've been able to do the last three weeks and the, the leaps and bounds that Justin Field and this offense has taken. And you have to respond to absolutely getting beat up on defense. And I'll allow Tua to beat me. That's fine. Tua can beat the Bears. Jared Goff better not beat the Bears. Like, this is a team that needs to look itself in the mirror and be like, okay, we have a defensive head coach. There are players that are going to be here on this defense for hopefully a while, especially in the secondary. And they need to figure out a way to stop Jared Goff in this offense because this offense, they've been playing well. They have one of the worst defenses, if not the worst defense in the NFL, though. Yeah, the Lions are giving up 29 points per game. We talked about it on the big show a couple nights ago. Uh, Five up, five down. Detroit was in my down. I believe I had them as the 30th team in the NFL. And part of the reason why I have them so low is their defense giving up 29 points per game worst in the league. Uh, So this Bears offense has an opportunity to score. And then also offensively, it's not like Detroit is really anything special. So the Bears defense, hopefully you can kind of keep things at bay throughout this game. Allow the Bears to get like, wouldn't it be nice to see Justin Fields in this run attack with a lead? Like that would be novel. That Mm -hmm. would be cool to see in, in this game coming up on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. But really, all the different stats of what we look like Look at clearly from what we've seen the last month of Bears football, you could argue that Justin Fields is likely to be the best player on the field, the football field on Sunday, which is kind of cool to kind of see because it felt like he was the best player on the field against the Dolphins. You you could argue Tyreek Hill was was in the question in the conversation, but really Justin Fields was just spectacular against the Dolphins. No, absolutely. And, you know, when you look at their last three weeks, I mentioned it on the uh, last podcast that we did, last Bear Down podcast, the offense the last three weeks, they're a top 10 offense in DVOA. They're eighth in passing, ninth in rushing, and ninth overall. So this is a team that comes on, uh, especially in the second half too, right? In the first half of games, they're ranked 28th. In the second half, they're ranked 16th in offense. So the adjustments are working. It's something we always harped on Matt Nagy about, the inability to make adjustments at halftime. So, you know, just doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for the same result, uh, the definition of insanity. And so uh, not saying Matt Nagy was insane, but he ran the football, uh, ran the uh, the offense like an insane person, just trying the same thing over and over again, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, and it just wasn't working. Now the Bears' defense, too, also better in the second half. 32nd in the first half, 7th in the second half. And conversely, looking at the Detroit defense, they're mediocre in the first half, 15th in the first half. They're 31st in DVOA in the second half, but also they give up the most amount of points in the second half. They're giving up 17 points a game just in the second half. 
So if this is close at halftime, I'm not going to feel bad because I know the Bears' offense gets better, the Bears' defense gets better, and the Lions' defense gets worse. I'm not letting what I saw against the Packers cloud my judgment of what this Lions team is. They got a game. You played your heart out against the Packers. You beat them. You intercepted (laughs) the ball a bunch of times. I get it. At the goal line. At the goal line. After giving up yardage. And people were saying, this is the end of Aaron Rodgers, and you caused all that conversation. Congratulations. I'm not saying that Fields is better than Rodgers. He's different, though. He gives you that running aspect. He's very athletic. He can make throws as long as his receivers are catching them. This is a different style of offense than what the Packers were used to or when the Lions saw last week against the Packers. Here's an advantage for the Bears, the best rushing team in the NFL, Detroit's 31st against the run. Oh, yeah. Uh, So when you're giving up 148 yards per game on the ground, I think the Bears have an opportunity to control the game and the the game script and and hopefully – You get a lead early. You run the football. Justin Fields mixes in with some Montgomery, some Herbert, maybe a Claypool coming through a jet sweep, and things are rolling, which then would allow more guys in the box to then allow Justin Fields to play action. Hopefully you find Komet, you find Mooney, and the offense really clicks. And it would be nice to be uh, sitting here talking to you on this podcast next Tuesday saying, hey, the offense is rolling. Fields gave us another couple of touchdowns, no interceptions. The offense gave us 30 points, and we're right. This is this is it. This player is taking it to the next level, and this team now has their franchise quarterback for the future that they have to build around. A lot of work to do, but it would be nice to put one in the bucket of that was a nice and easy Sunday against the Lions. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be be nice to be like, all right, Bears win 31 to 14. Oof. They had the lead for the entirety of the game. Justin Fields looked good, crisp, making smart decisions in the pocket, running but not running too much. So we're concerned about his health and and things just are like a a nice and easy win on the lakefront against a divisional opponent. That, that's something that I'm looking for. So right now the Bears are a 3-point favorite. You can get it at 2 and a half in some places, but I will tell you this that Big money, 83% of the bets and 91% of the money is coming in on the Bears, actually. So that means sharps, squares, everyone, the public, your grandmother who's got a, a, a FanDuel account, everyone is betting on the Bears this weekend. They're not letting the the recency bias of what we saw with the Lions and Packers last week cloud their judgment of what is. Now, you could say recency bias for the Bears and say, hey, look, this offense is different. They might not be able to stop anybody, but this offense is different, and they're going to give the Lions problems. And I think they will. I think, you know, I think the Bears win. I think they cover the two and a half or three, whatever it's going to be at uh, at game time. But I think that the Bears win this game just because Justin Fields is playing like a top 10 quarterback that we expected him to be at some point. Matt Eberflus talked to the media on Wednesday, and he talked about the self-scout and the improved offense we've seen from the Bears over the last couple of weeks. Like we said, about three weeks ago, we started to really you know, look at ourselves and, and do a good job of self-scouting. Uh, during that mini buy, and you know the coaches looked and see you know maximizing skill sets of our players, not only Justin's but other skill sets that we have, and minimizing what we what we need to minimize. You know, and every t- every group in the NFL has to do that. So I thought we did a really good job uh, of that study, and then working into that, you know, really implement it into the games. You know, and, and looking at some different things that people are doing around the league uh, with quarterbacks that can run the ball. 
and uh, our, our guy's certainly, you know, uh, obviously very you know, talented and can, is able to do a lot of those things, and he's doing it in a smart way. You know, so that's the other thing that the coaches have done a nice job with. You know, let's do this in a smart way um, so he can get out of bounds, slide down and do things, uh, and also be creative too. So, Abdallah, when we hear Iberflus talk about that, running in a smart way, that is something we've seen from Justin Fields, which is totally different than what we saw last year. Last year, he was running for his life. He was getting hit. Mm-hmm. He was getting mauled back there. Uh, what we've seen here is a strategy of when Fields is running, usually, based on the play design, it's Fields one-on-one with either a defensive end or a cornerback And that's it in the sideline. And it's a race to the sideline, which in most situations, Justin Fields is the faster player in that situation. And a lot of that is really smart. And it's limited the amount of hits he's taken. He's also ran up the middle a few times where the pocket separates around him and the open uh, the middle opens up for him and he can run, give you the the seven to ten yards and then get down. Uh, that that's all part of the plan. I, I like it. I'm not as concerned about him getting hurt with that as I am saying if they were running him off the guards, uh, pulling, you know, those type of plays where it's a sweep pull and they're going to one side and he has to mix it through a bunch of linebackers and mm-hmm. defensive play- players. I would imagine that's not going to work out great for the long run. But if it's him in a defensive end sprinting to the sideline, Usually, Fields is going to get there first. He'll get he'll get out of bounds. It'll be okay. I think that's part of, of scheme also, but also I think that the game is slowing down. At least that's a, that aspect is slowing down a little bit for him. You see when he's being rolled out, he's getting going through his progressions and finding an open guy, You know whether it's his check down who finally gets open or someone Mooney finds Mooney open or he'll eventually find Chase Claypool more often. He's going to be out there more uh, this week. I just think that... He's seeing things differently than just trying to be like, hey, I need to get three extra yards, so I'm going to absorb this hit. It's like, no, just run out of bounds a little bit. Like, run to the left a little bit more, run to the right a little bit more, slide a little bit sooner, that kind of thing, survive another day. So I think that that part, he won't say that it's slowing down because he doesn't want to get got with another soundbite by saying that the, uh, it's, it's, the, the game's slow already for him like he did a couple years ago. Uh, but I think that you're definitely seeing something from him that he's maturing as a quarterback in the last month, for sure. Well, you, we can say it because uh, I believe ESPN's next-gen stats, uh, I think that Fields, on one of his runs, either the, the run against the Dolphins for the 61-yarder, that touchdown, mm-hmm. it was the second fastest someone's ran in a game this season. Yeah, he's fast. Am I? Am I? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. No, 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 I saw I, that. I feel so like... He hit, what, like 22 miles an hour or something like that? It was above 20. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, at that point, like, you really are using a weapon. And and I feel like, you know, some of the conversations gotten out of control. I know someone in the postgame, uh, we won't name names, Mark Grody. Uh, I, think, oh. I think Grody asked him about Michael Vick. Yeah. It, it was Grody who asked yeah, him about I think Vick, so. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are, are we forgetting what Vick was? Dude, Vic like, was... Like, listen, it is awesome to see what Justin Fields has done to this point. I think he is going to be a very good player in this league. Mm-hmm. But young Michael Vick, early days with the Falcons and even the days at Vatek, that wasn't what Fields is doing right now. No. Like, the statistically, Fields has the record, regular mm-hmm. season record for, for a quarterback uh, rushing total. 
I get that. But he does not that is not the comparable to to Michael Vick. Like Man. Vick was different. I'm creating the Right, Justin like Lamar Jackson is different. Yeah. I'm creating the Justin Fields experience commercial in my head right now. Oh yeah. Where like Michael Vick gets off the ride, like a kid gets on the ride. And it's like Justin Fields instead of Michael Vick, and it's just the same commercial. Oh, that'd be so cool! Like, that'd be like, so like, cool. Don't get me wrong; it's very impressive what he's done. Yeah, of course. Running the football, of course. But Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick, I think, are in a different category than what Justin yeah. Fields can do. Justin Fields has been more su- successful at like gaining yardage, but like the 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 ability to make the defense miss, I would put the other two ahead of him. I think so too, I, because I, I don't want him to be that kind of quarterback. I want him to be a pass first in the pocket or even rolling out type of quarterback. Like I want to gain the easier yards through the air. I want him to be more like, you know, Patrick Mahomes where, you know, or, or Josh Allen where, yeah, you can run, you can throw and you can throw with the best of them. He's got a very strong arm and he throws the deep ball. Well, but I also want him to use his legs. Like I want there to be a good mix. I've said it the last couple of weeks, eight or nine rushes a game. Like, you're not going to, I'm not saying that 178 yards a game is not sustainable whatsoever. Like, he's not going to do that against the Lions. Is he probably going to go over 50 or 60? Sure, he might. But I want to see eight or nine design runs to the outside, and that's about it because you also have to factor in if the pocket breaks down, he's going to break off three or four on his own. So you're looking at, you know, 12, 13 runs there per game. That seems about right for Justin Fields. Matt Eberflus talked about the success Fields has had leaving the pocket. Like I said, it's just pocket presence. You know, him him knowing the reads, uh, him going through his reads, him delivering the ball, him feeling comfortable uh, to be able to understand that hey, he's gonna he'll be able to ride the pocket, step up and deliver it. Um, and again, that's a learned skill. He's got to be able to go through that process of that. And uh, he's had some times where guys were running off the corner and, you know, he's been able to, to evade that too, you know, so he's pretty special that way. Justin Fields met the media on Wednesday as well. And he talked about Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, calling an offense that fits his strengths. Yeah. I mean, of course he's done a great job, you know, these past few weeks, um, you know, like coach said, ever since the mini bye week, um, you know, he's done a great job, you know, tailoring, you know, our, our offense to my strengths to the other players' strengths. So, um, you know, of course the, as much as we can do that, you know, as we want to do it as much as possible. So, um, you know, the more we can do it, the more successful our offense will be. So it's Justin Fields Wednesday at Hallis Hall. We're previewing the Bears and the Lions. Now, we've talked a lot of positives about the quarterback, the run game, the offense. A big negative for this team has been the defense. One of the biggest issues is their third down deficiencies where the Bears can't get off the field. And it's a bad situation. On Sunday, we will have a game between the two teams who are the worst in the NFL at third down conversion rate on defense. The Bears are 31st. Detroit is 32nd. Uh, hopefully, the Bears can can take that into their advantage more uh, offensively, scoring against the Lions. But hopefully, the Bears defense can get a stop or two on third down, get off the field. Matt Eberflus talked about this issue, the big issue of third down defense with the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I would just say, you know, uh, it is execution, you know, so I would say that, but uh, we just got to do a good job of creating, uh, have creative ways to create pressure. You know, I think, you know, winning on third down a lot of times is creating pressure on third down um, to get the uh, quarterback uncomfortable. Um, ideally, you like to do that with your front four, but sometimes, you know, uh, you have to mix it up and you got to be able to change things where you send five, six and diff- different things and create different looks for the quarterback. So we just got to do a better job being creative uh, that way, and uh, we're looking to do that this week. 
So there's uh, Matt Eberflus. They got to find ways to mix it up on third down. Well, I mean, look, as good as the offense have been the last three weeks, the last three weeks for the defense, they're 31st in defensive DVOA, 29th against the pass, 25th against the rush. And don't think that the Lions don't see that and be like, hey, we can score on these guys. We can score a bunch of points. And I think they might be able to. You have to find ways to generate pressure. I know you don't have guys out there that can generate pressure, but it might be time to start blitzing, right? Like, they don't blitz, ever. And it might be time, especially against Jared Goff, because Jared Goff ain't beating you if you blitz it. Like, you got to beat him somehow. And so blitz him. Send people at him. And if he beats you with his arm, then so be it. Like, that's what you have a, a decent secondary for. They're supposed to be good. Like, these are guys that are supposed to be developing. Uh, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, you know, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson. Like, these are guys that are supposed to be out there and a part of your football team for a while. And I want to see them go out there and develop. So you need to, you need to blitz some guys. You need to bring some guys. And hopefully that works. And if it doesn't, then find other ways. Like, I mean, if you're losing, giving up yards because you're blitzing because Jared Goff is just picking you apart, then we've got a bigger problem. Yeah. Like, you need to find ways to get to yeah. the quarterback. You need to send some more dudes. I want to see more blitzing this week from this Bears team because you haven't been doing it a lot and you haven't been getting to the quarterback. So, I don't know, try blitzing and maybe you'll get to the quarterback if you send more guys. <laughs> try blitzing. You might. And you might be able to get to the quarterback. We'll see. Get some more guys there. Maybe uh, get to the quarterback. Uh, we are the uh, show of record here in the city of Chicago that uh, appreciates, supports, celebrates the fullback in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Eberflus talked about the importance of blessing game in the run game. Uh, so I thought it was important to play this clip for you, uh, fans of the Bear Down podcast, because we all appreciate the fullback here on this podcast. Take a listen. Yeah, it's an important piece for us. You know, I, I think I've talked about it maybe in training camp about how important a fullback, to have a fullback is because it, it changes. You know, it changes you as a defensive, uh, you know, team or coach. It changes you because it creates another gap. And uh, the ability to have those guys in there, you know, most teams play base defense to that. Most teams like to be a nickel because that's what they practice most of the time. So it's an unpracticed group that you use uh, for defensive players, so defensive coaches. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's done great in terms of his lead blocking, his physicality. He's exactly what we stand for here at Chicago. Boom, here at Chicago, it's what we stand for. He even referenced the clip that we played here on the podcast earlier from training camp. Mm-hmm. How about that? Matt Eberflus in celebration of the fullback. You know, this is content you won't get on the big show. Uh, unfortunately, we're not talking fullbacks. Yeah, in the big you show. know, fullback stuff is a bit niche. So you know, to say that we we're going to have a full segment breaking down the fullbacks, I don't know if people will go for it, but we can do it right here on the podcast, the Bear Down Podcast, where we honor the fullback. Well, I mean, look, you got to bring in a guy to help block, right? And you got to bring in a guy to create running lanes for your quarterback and for your running backs. And so the fullback helps with that. And if you're at the goal line, heavy package, put a fullback in there. Get the heavy package out there and get in the end zone. I would like to see more of that. I want. I, I enjoy the heavy package. Personally, I enjoy the fullback in there so you can do a little play action yeah. deal and then roll out and then boom. Okay, we. oh, here comes the heavy. Yeah. Wait, nope. There goes Fields out the backside. Touchdown, Bears. <laughs> right? Like that's uh, – and that's not how it's going to sound next year. Uh, I'm just saying – it looks great. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. We celebrate the fullback here on the show. I'd like to celebrate a win. Yeah, so would I. You know, unfortunately, I mean, 
We're sitting here on a Thursday, and people keep telling me about how great the game was on Sunday. The well, Bears Chris, lost. it's funny you should mention that. That is, if we go back in time now, <laughs> apparently uh, NBC Sports Network is reporting that uh, the Bears heard back from the league on a few plays from the Dolphins game. Defensive pass interference should not have been called against Eddie Jackson, and defensive pass interference should have been called against Chase Claypool. So the Bears won that game. What a shocker. So the Bears won that game. Victory uh, Thursday here on ESPN 1000. What a shot! Bear Down podcast. Well, I'm telling you, it's not an official win. Uh, they they lost that game, 35-32. Yeah, but I'm not upset about that. I'll be upset if they lose this Sunday. Lose on Sunday, I'm coming in Monday, mad, fired up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fired up. Wow. Anyway, how dare you? Fired up. How dare you? They don't have enough talent. They not on defense. All right, uh, Black and Abdallah. It's a Thursday. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for listening to us. We'll be back Tuesday and Thursday next week. Bear Down Podcast, Bears and Lions on Sunday. Let's see if the Bears can get a win. We'll talk to you next week.